Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Thanks for being part of the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God? Being single-minded and focused on Scripture and on your walk with the Lord is essential to your being successful and having a, a, a faithful walk with God. We looked in the last podcast at Abram and about God's call on his life and how God's promise to him was greatly fulfilled because Abram believed God and set out from his hometown and people and he left and God just enormously blessed him as a result of that. But in today's podcast, our Bible reading has led us into Genesis 13 through 16 And in particular, verse 13 introduces you, of course, to his nephew, whose name was Lot. You've probably heard him taught about and preached about quite a bit because there are some great spiritual lessons to be learned from choices that Lot made that we need to avoid as much as possible. Abram was a real wise man. Uh, He was a guy who really desired to serve the Lord. Um, And when he saw that there was a problem, do you remember what the problem was? Uh, that God honored his promise to Abram about blessing him and providing all things for him. And Abram's flocks, excuse me, his herds were so large and lots were blessed as well that there was a great deal of conflict that was going on between the herdsmen of Abram and the herdsmen of Lot. And understanding, like Amos 3.3 gives us that principle, that can two walk together except they be agreed? And the answer, of course, is no, of, of course not. Abram makes the suggestion and says, Lot, why don't you go one way and I'll go the opposite way? You go ahead and pick. Apparently, Abram had great faith that God was going to take care of him one way or the other. Well, Abram, the Bible says, cast his eye towards, it's, today it's called the Jordan Rift Valley. It is where the Jordan River flows from the from the Sea of Galilee down into the Dead Sea. At one time, it was very lush. It was very green. It was well watered. The Jordan River that in many places now is just a ditch would have been very wide. It would have uh, um, <clears throat> been uh, been uh, it would have irrigated a lot of the the trees and the forests and the things that were existent in Abram's day. But Abram Lot were going in their separate directions. They couldn't be together. There was disagreement there, and we could understand how that might happen. Uh, But there was something else that was at work here that I think it's important for us to understand. These are great spiritual lessons right now, uh, that if you're a fairly new believer or you've never had Christianity, true Christianity, modeled before you, uh, these are some eye-opening lessons that help you to understand what God's purpose is for you as a disciple of Christ. One of the problems with Lot that you read in the text today is that he really did have an eye that was open towards the world, if I could put it that way, its attractions, its lusts, the fleshly things of this life. We know that in verse 10 of chapter 13 in Genesis that the Bible tells us that Lot lifted up his eyes and he looked toward Jordan, the Jordan, and he looked towards those cities that were down there to Sodom, to Gomorrah, to the other villages that existed during that time. And apparently there was something that was very attractive about about that to Lot. Uh, his heart seemed to be drawn to that. He desired that. We do know later on that he was influential in town government and uh, and in uh, decision-making of the town fathers, kind of a selectman, if you will. 
And so Lot desired that. By the way, can I just remind you that there is a good reminder from Psalm 1 and from 1 John 2.15. Psalm 1 says that the, that the godly man will not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or sit in the seat of the scornful or stand in the way of sinners. First. Uh, Tim, John chapter 2 verse 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Uh, he made a conscious decision because he was attracted to some element of what existed there in Sodom and Gomorrah. Secondly, in verse 11 of Genesis chapter 13, the Bible says that he made some wrong choices. He really did base his choices on the world and what and how it would draw him. Uh, can I just relate to you that our lives are a result of the choices that we make? Uh, Lot chose wrong. And as a result, he that was supposed to be a spiritual leader of godliness in his own family ended up leading his family into great destruction. I mean, when you read exactly what Lot did while he lived in Sodom, uh, it is it is staggering to the mind to think that a man could offer up his own daughter's uh, to be raped and pillaged by a mob that was there in Sodom. He chose wrong. It was catastrophic to his family. Uh, verse 13 of Genesis 13, the Bible says, Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. That's where his heart was. His eye was on the world. His treasure was there. Matthew six twenty one says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We do know that he went and it wasn't very long where he was seated in the leadership council there at the gate of Sodom and it was a conflict to his soul second peter 2:8 the bible says for that righteous man lot dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds don't miss that phrase this man was dwelling among them he had adopted perhaps their viewpoint on life, maybe even adopted some of their paganism, certainly must have adopted or been influenced by their immorality. And this man was thoroughly vexed and tried by what was going on there. Now, some of you may be able to relate to that. We live in a fallen world. We work around people oftentimes that have a distinctively different set of values than what God would have us to have. Uh, and when you're around those folks, the questions come up recently. How do I respond when they talk of their immorality or of their wrong choices that they make? Am I supposed to endorse that and get in that and, and, and tell them it's okay or just let them assume? Um, it's, it's not very far from when you look towards Sodom to where you're going to be living there and participating in its wickedness and its immorality. I want to challenge you today. Don't be like Lot. Don't make the wrong choice that he did and desire the world over your relationship with God. Uh, and there will be things that you'll need to extract yourself from if you're going to be a faithful servant of the Lord. He needs to be able to count on you to say, no, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And I hope that that's true about you today. Lot made some devastating decisions and it just squelched him spiritually and, and uh, uh, destroyed his, his family as well. His wife turned into a pillar of salt and his daughters were ravaged. 
and he ended up being thrown out of the town. Uh, actually, he had to be dragged out by the hand by angelic messengers. And so don't let that be your case today. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Don't let the world entice you to come and adopt its thinking and its feelings, but rather serve the God, serve the God of this world, with uh, the God of this universe with gladness and obedience and faithfulness. Walk with Christ today. Keep your eyes fixed on Him.